0: Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. Uh, he was in Glendale, Arizona for TCU in Michigan on Saturday. So, Clayton, what's going through your mind when you're watching that first half with Michigan TCU?
1: Yeah, uh, it was kind of surreal in a way, right? I mean, you, you thought if they came out and played well and played their game and if things went according to script, that they would probably have a great chance to win. Well, they still had a decent chance to win towards the end. But they shot themselves in the foot so many times. I mean, I've never seen a team win throwing two pick sixes. You also fumble on first and goal from the one. Give it up. It's actually a touchback. Other team get to that at the 20. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong did on a number of different plays. They fought until the end. But too many mistakes. And give TCU credit, they took advantage uh, and also played really well themselves. So, uh, really disappointing end to what what was a great season, I'm sure, as the days go by. People will start to appreciate a little bit more what it was but uh it was stunning to see them go down like that because it's, it's something we really haven't seen this team do make those mistakes they've been so clean all year
0: yeah i said the only way they would lose would be if they hurt themselves and you know you scored 39 in the second half but you deliver the first half without a touchdown and you had so much going on close to the goal line the opening run by edwards the crowd roaring and And, you know, J.J. just, you know, didn't look comfortable until he got in the third quarter. And then, you know, the pick six has gotten his head. It is his first year as a starter. I'm not making excuses. But the one thing I, I kept saying when I'm sitting at Johnny Brands on Leonard in Grand Rapids with a packed bar is run, J.J. You know, his legs, if you go back to last year when he splashed, it was his arm strength and his legs. And him staying in the pocket. He he's just not there yet. He he could be one day and probably will be. But you watched him in the third quarter when they had the design run for him. I'm like, where was that at the goal line? Where was that in the first half? How do you not sneak him three times? Why hand off to the fullback? Why risk a bad snap or exchange? I mean, there's there there's so much from a coaching perspective. And yeah, and I'll put the the, the pick six on JJ. But uh, the coaching in the first half, they it's like they spent three weeks out thinking themselves and not doing what what got them to dominate Ohio State.
1: I agree. I mean, I thought you get to fourth down down there. Really the worst thing that could have happened in hindsight was J.J. scrambling, getting down to the two, so then they decided to go for it and they run a Philly special, something. Like you said, I mean, that's not – I get it. You know, you're trying to catch them off guard, but it's not their – anything that's like their bread and butter or anything like that. They've been a line it up, run right at them type of team all season long. And then uh, you're right. I mean, the, the, the fumble at the one, you know, really the second miscue down in there was uh, a formation that looked like a sneak formation, but then you hand it off, basically where a sneak would have gone. I don't understand it. Mm. You know, even if they did get the handoff off, you know, you're looking at taking extra time and letting the defense kind of get some push there instead of just getting behind your athletic quarterback and sneaking. So I didn't understand that. You're right on J.J. McCarthy. Uh, you know I thought he made a lot of plays to keep them in that game. You look at the second half, he had close to 200 yards passing, and he actually ran for 77 yards in the second half. Agree with you. Run him more early. seemed like there were some more opportunities there to do that. Uh, interestingly enough, Michigan scored 45 points. That's the most uh, out of any offense in the college football playoffs this year. Michigan holds TCU to 37 offensive points. That's the lowest amount any offense in the college football playoff scored this season. Of course, 42-41 was the final in Georgia, Ohio State, all offensive touchdowns and scores. So you're looking at those mistakes that, to me, were the difference. And I know that a lot went on in between those, but the miscues, the coaching mistakes, the interceptions, um, and Michigan got some breaks themselves. But those are the things I think Michigan fans are going to be looking back on for a long time. This will be one of those ones you look back on decades from now and what could have been.
0: It's not rocket science to figure out that J.J. Russ for 77 yards through for 200, then the defense doesn't know what you're doing and your team drops 39 in the final two quarters. Uh, where was that initially? Where was that to create... Uh, the defense not being able to tee off on him in the pocket why is every drop by michigan a deep drop and then jj you know is waiting 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 and then here comes the rush and he got away from it a couple of times uh but man use his legs i i he's not he is not a pocket passer he's not He's a deep ball guy in the pocket. If not, get him out rolling, get him throwing, let him tuck it and run. And then when the defense wants to come up, he can hit a big play down the field.
1: I understand it for a lot of the year when it's yeah, maybe you're not going to run him all the time because especially with the backup situation this year when Cade McNamara went down with his injury. But you're in a do-or-die game. Amen. Where, uh, you know, you see it with like Buffalo. You know, Buffalo throughout the season. I know they run him a lot more than some fans are comfortable with at times, that he takes some big hits. But you, you see in some of those bigger games where they really unleash him, um, and that's just one example. Of course, there's there's others when you look at running quarterbacks, and uh, you know I think JJ is going to get better in the pocket. He had a lot of time back there at times, uh, and they did hit on some of those deep balls. But I thought he bailed a little bit early a few times as well. Um, you know, but I, I do give him credit for what he did in the second half. It, it just wasn't quite enough, and, and it wasn't clean enough really throughout. When you look at three out of thirteen on third downs, JJ was two of eight third down passing. That's just not good enough in a game like this. So yeah, you hit on some big plays, which isn't necessarily their MO, but they weren't able to sustain some of those other drives and and stay on the field. They really would have put up a a crooked number there. I I think if if they could have done that and and played how they did, it was kind of one of those goofy games that didn't go the way uh, any games you you had all season. And uh, man, they still had a chance at the end, which was amazing. But um, really disappointing end for Michigan. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we said,
0: yeah. Just the, the bubble screen at the goal line. Hopefully, there's a can of uh, gasoline right now in a dumpster behind Shenbeckler Hall, where that thing, that entire playbook that has a bubble screen on the goal line, is being torched. That and bringing it, you know. So you're relying on a trick play, and at at the half yard line, uh, a handoff. Uh, my God, I, that first half was just, uh, and it was what, I'm sorry, I get we all talked about Georgia's defense and how dominant they were, but Michigan's play calling last year in the first half when Georgia got out to the lead and it was game over, they didn't run the quarterback, they didn't bring McCarthy in to try and, and get the edge on a speed defense, they didn't use their speed, uh, they didn't do any of it, and Harbaugh got his ass out coached by Sonny Dykes in that first half, the entire staff did, and I give them credit, like they've done all year long. They've adjusted at halftime, but this this time around it wasn't just a game you could dictate the pace. It was TCU, and TCU's moving on. All right, quickly, uh, i got to get your thoughts on the Harbaugh story. Nicole Auerbach, Bruce Feldman saying if the Broncos offer Harbaugh the job, he's gone. What do you think, Clayton?
1: Yeah, if he gets an offer, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily shock you. This is the guy that interviewed – Back in February with Minnesota. Um, at the same time, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's here we go again. We'll have to see exactly how it plays out. Will it drag on for weeks, or is either number one guy? Do they offer him right away after another conversation? Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. He said uh, last month that he will be back in 2023, but he left the door open a little bit, saying that nobody knows the future and, and all that sorts of stuff. So. We'll just kind of wait and see. I mean, I know uh, I think people are preparing for either way, but uh, I think the number one hope for Michigan right now is that it doesn't drag on for a month, affect recruiting and all of that. I think you want to get whatever happens done uh, pretty quickly. And we do know behind the scenes as well, if he were to stay, uh, there are people at Michigan right now working on, uh, you know, making him a, one of the highest paid coaches in college football, which I think would help. But again, is it just that itch that, uh, you know, that he wants to win a Super Bowl? Only Jim Harbaugh knows that.
0: Amen, I'm with you. In his heart, his head, and is you know is there some, not not vindictiveness, but just a part of him where he had to take the pay cut and he doesn't have faith in that athletic department? We'll see. It'll be up to Harbaugh. Clayton Safey, you can follow everything University of Michigan football and athletics at TheWolverine.com. Good stuff during this Michigan run this year. Clayton, we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks. Happy New Year.